Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchise of Retirement Income Source, LLC. Retirement Income Source, LLC and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50 percent of their life savings just as they near retirement. It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management Retirement Income Source. Located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, how are you today? I hope you're doing well. I know that I'm absolutely pleased to be here, and I'm pleased that you're here, too. Today, we're going to be discussing your retirement plan. And, you know, that could be kind of a bit of an arbitrary thing. So let me ask you this. Do you have a plan for retirement? And then here's the next harder question. Is it the right one? You know, when we think about retirement, it seems as though there is limitless plans. It seems as though the world is our oyster. We can do literally anything we want in order to be able to save for retirement. It's like walking into a Baskin Robbins 31 ice cream parlor. There's 31 flavors. But how do you know which one's the right one? And then maybe we should ask the question, is it time for a change? How do we know when it's time for a change? Do we know that this is the best plan for us today? Do we know whether this is going to be the same best plan for down the road when we retire? What about when we're 10 years into retirement? All of these things are very daunting. And how does a person even know? Well, today I hope to be able to take a little bit of time and share with you some challenging ideas that you can implement into your own personal ideas and thoughts behind your retirement plan. Now, I want to ask for your forgiveness up front because today we're going to be taking and I'm going to be drawing from an old movie, one of my favorite movies with Tom Selleck. And that movie was Quigley Down Under. If you've never seen it, it's an excellent Western. But there's a, a part of the movie where they drop him in the middle of the Australian desert. They leave him for dead. He's got this woman that's with him and they get a horse and they're just riding through the desert. And he makes the comment. He said, I don't know where we're going, but there's no use being late. Well, when it comes to our retirement programs, we don't want to take that nonchalant sanguine attitude. We want to be absolutely premeditated in what we do for our own personal retirement. So today, 
hopefully this is something that you can take notes on, something that's going to help to motivate you to understand that there is hope and that you can have the retirement of your dreams. Now, before we begin, I want to just remind each and every one of you, if you have a question pertaining to your retirement, I encourage you go to our two websites. The first is CapitalizedLife.com. You can click on the little button that says Ask MJ, and that's going to get your question right to me. You can also go to our primary website, which is Johnson, W-I-M, as in WealthIncomeManagement.com, and you can also post your questions there. I also want to remind you that my book is going to be out as of March 1st. Amazon.com, any of the major book retailers are going to have that. March 5th is when it is going into print. And so I encourage you get that purchased for yourself in advance. And I encourage you, I hope you use it as a resource, but I encourage you to give it away to your friends and to your family. Hopefully it's something that's basic. It's down to earth. It's very, very simple in the principles that are being taught in the book. And I hope that it is of use to you. Well, today, Again, we have so many different options, and maybe that's part of the confusion that exists within planning for retirement. But I'd like you to think about what your primary objective is for your money. Now, bear in mind, we have three different kinds of money that we can have in our life. Some of you may only have two, and that could add another level of complexity, but it doesn't need to. But I'd like you to write these three objectives down. The first is that of income supplementation. The second is lump sum. And the third is legacy. Now, it's true that when we don't prioritize anything at all, suddenly everything becomes important. But when it comes to our money, we have to prioritize what our objective for a particular account or a particular kind of money is. And so income supplementation, that's pretty straightforward. Everybody understands what that means. But what about lump sum? So an example of lump sum is, well, when I get to retirement, we've always dreamed of building a home in Colorado, in the mountains, and I want to be able to take this money out, and I want to be able to use it to either make a large dent in what it's going to cost us to build the home, or I want it to just be the entire sum of building the home so that I have no debt after building it. Legacy is also pretty straightforward. Legacy means legacy to a spouse, legacy to children, legacy to grandchildren, legacy to a charity. This is something that we want to be able to think about as to what happens to our money after we're gone. Now, I'd like you to also keep this in mind, and this is a question that is only going to be for a select few of you, and that is, do you have a real, conventional, traditional pension? Okay? Because if you have a pension, you are a lucky one. If you have a pension, that's something that most people today don't have. And that pension is a valuable resource for income that is potentially there to provide you that income for the rest of your life, assuming you take it in a lifetime form. Now, I'm going to also ask you to consider life expectancy. Why is that? Well, because if you happen to be a person who you know everybody in your family dies at the age of 74, but you're married to a person and all of 
you know, your spouse's family, they live until their late 80s, early 90s. Well, you need to be thinking about life expectancy because you want to consider how long this money might need to last you. With that out of the way, let's now look at the three different kinds of money. So the first kind of money that we have, that most people have, which is going to be the most commonly saved kind of money, is pre-tax money. This is money that we're deferring out of our paycheck into a 401k, maybe a 403b, maybe a traditional IRA or simple IRA, something of that nature. And straightforward enough, this is money that's never seen the light of day. It's going to be all pre-tax money. So that means that when we take the money out later, we know that we're going to get taxed on it. And whether it's us putting the money in or it's an employer match, we know that that money is going to compound over the course of time. It's going to earn and accumulate. And the earnings also are going to be taxable to us because it's just one taxable bucket. Okay. Now, when we think about the pre-tax money, we also know that because it is pre-tax, we know that someday the government's going to force us to take money out. At the age of 73, that's when these things called required minimum distributions start, and they force us to take money out. And as the years progress and as we get older and we get closer to death, the amount that we have to take out increases. Now, the second kind of money is the opposite to the first one. This is Roth money. Now, some of you, you were kind of in that generation where the Roth You never got in on the ground floor, kind of came out, but you were a little bit skeptical of it. You weren't really too sure about it. Employers weren't allowing any Roth contributions into 401ks, and so you didn't get an opportunity to save a lot. But the idea of the Roth is that this money is all tax-free. Now, you put in post-tax money, so money that you had already earned and paid the income tax on, but all of the growth all of the appreciation, all of the compounding, the dividends, the interest, whatever was earned on that money is all tax-free when you take it out. Now, the third kind of money is post-tax money. This is the money that you and I have in the bank. Let's say that we have a checking account or we have a savings account. That money is all post-tax. In other words, we've earned it, we've paid the income tax on, and now it is pure principal. Now, why do I bring this up? Because depending upon the type of money that you've saved, and maybe you've saved two of the three, maybe you've saved three of the three, generally, you can look at that kind of money and the benefits that it has for you, and you can determine what the priority for that kind of money really is. So, Matthew, if I understand what you're saying, that sounds like I could have three different priorities if I had three different kinds of money. And that is absolutely correct. So let's break this down and let's start to make this a little bit simpler and start to apply to our lives. So the first thing is, is that pre-tax money, as I said, is really the easiest kind of money to save. It is the most prevalent in most of our lives because most employers today will have some way, some program that will allow you to be able to save for retirement. And maybe this is something that you've had for a number of years. Maybe this is something you've had from multiple different employers over the course of your working career, but you've got this pre-tax money that you saved in maybe one or multiple 401ks. 
And knowing that it's pre-tax, what does that fit best to? Well, we know that it's pre-tax and we know that if we took all that money out to, say, build a home in Colorado, that would be super painful because all of that money would be taxable to me in the lump sum when I withdrew it. So between the three, income, lump sum, or legacy, which would be the best priority or objective for that pre-tax money? If you think about it, you've probably already arrived at your answer. It's income. And why is that? Because you see, income is something that you're going to need for the rest of your life. That could be 15 years. It could be 20 years. It could be 25 years. It could be 30. I just had a client of mine who told me that his grandmother is still alive at the age of 107 years of age. So the reality is, is that we don't exactly know how long we're going to live, but we know that as long as we're alive, we're going to need income. And so when you think about your pre-tax money, I would encourage you to prioritize income supplementation for that money. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense, or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you, and we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. Sit tight because we're going to come back and we're going to discuss this in greater detail. And then we're going to move on to the other two kinds of money to help you see what you could use as an objective for the three kinds of money that you might have in your life. Or even if you only have two. This is the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Thanks for listening to our show. Our Income First model is a strategy that seeks to focus on income through a diverse portfolio of fixed income and fixed income-like equity positions. To accomplish this, we just avoid mutual funds and we focus on individual income-generating securities that can be customized and managed for your specific investment needs. By being willing to stray away from a short-term benchmark, we can focus on delivering a more secure and reliable year-over-year income stream and opportunistically manage through volatility. To learn more about our income first approach, just reach out to the show today. Call 866 290 3837. That's 866 290 3837. Or visit johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Time now for more of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, if you're just joining us, welcome to the program. We're discussing your retirement plan 
and discussing it's a plan, but is it the right one? Now, if you're just joining us, remember that we have lots and lots and lots of priorities that we can have in retirement or in our preparation for retirement. But if you've never thought about it, we really have three primary objectives. The first is income supplementation. The second is lump sum. And the third is legacy. Now, as we ended the first half of the program, we were discussing where pre-tax money falls into the category. And pre-tax money is the most prevalent. It's the most widely saved for retirement because it's easy. Most every employer out there has some sort of a retirement program that affords an opportunity to be able to save money. And they are already kind of predisposed to saving pre-tax money. It doesn't mean you can't save any other kind of money in a 401k, but it's predisposed to that. And if you get an employer match, well, that's going to be pre-tax money as well. So when we think about our retirement, the number of years that we might have in retirement, and we think about the kind of money that we have, we know that we don't want to treat pre-tax money as lump sum money. We want to treat pre-tax money as income money. Now, what does that mean for me? Well, it means that if I'm, say, still a ways out from retirement, I want to focus simply and solely on the G. I want to be able to focus on growth. I want to focus on appreciation. I want to compound those dollars as much as I possibly can because I want them to grow. But as I get closer and closer to retirement, I don't want to lose them. I don't want to take the same amount of risk on those dollars as I did when I was, say, 30 and 40 and 50 years of age. And because this money is earmarked for income, I then want to begin changing my investment plan so that I'm now investing for income. What does that look like? Well, you see, the reality is, is that we're kind of fed this Kool-Aid all day long when we're saving for retirement. That the same strategy that got you to retirement is going to get you through retirement. And I call the bluff on that one because the reality is, is that if you're focused on growth type instruments in order to be able to compound your money, that's fine, but you're going to be taking on more risk generally with growth based investments. And guess what? You're not going to get. You're not going to get much in the way of dividends. And we all know that when we get to retirement, Retirement is the gamble of how long you're going to live. So if we don't want to outlive our money, we want our money not only being safe, we want our money producing income, interest income and dividend income. So let me ask, is your plan producing dividends? Do you have a situation where you are currently retired and you've got this money in your retirement savings plan, but you're not seeing the 5% in net dividends. You're not seeing real income. What you're seeing instead is a cannibalizing of your principal. You're seeing the custodian or the advisor that is working for you selling shares month to month, quarter to quarter, year after year. And I want you to think about what happens especially during the volatile times like we've seen in the last two years, when those shares are down in value, but you still need the $1,000 a month, you still need the $3,000 a month, 
from your retirement program. What does that do to the number of shares that you have to sell when the price of those shares is down? And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, W-I-M stands for Wealth Income Management, dot com, and post your question to us. If you send us a question, and it's something that I know that I can explicitly answer for you, and I can help give you a little bit of guidance, I'm willing to do that. So go ahead, go to our website, johnsonwim.com, and you'll be able to see previous radio shows. You'll be able to see TV interviews as well as our weekly YouTube videos that I record each week. And you'll be able to reach out to us personally. Now, moving on, we discussed second in line was going to be that of Roth money. Now, Roth money is the best kind of money to have in anyone's opinion. Why is that? Well, because it's totally tax-free. So the downside to the Roth is that you have to pay taxes on the money before you invest it. So it's actually post-tax money that is being funneled into the Roth account. But the benefit is that whatever money is in that account, as it grows, as it compounds, as it earns whatever it's going to earn, that growth or those earnings are all tax-free. Now, what if you were in that stage of life where maybe you didn't get on board with the Roth right away and you know how important having Roth money is because you don't want to end up getting to retirement with nothing but pre-tax money at your disposal. That would be a real bummer trying to build the home in Colorado. Well, the reality is, is that we have something called the Roth conversion. Now, Roth conversions are not right for everyone. But Roth conversions can be awfully handy because it affords the opportunity of a person to take money from the left pocket. We'll call that your pre-tax account, like your 401k, like your IRA, and convert that to tax-free Roth money. Now, there's rules behind that, and we don't want to discuss the minutia right now. We just want to understand that it will be a taxable event to you, but when we consider where we are in the tax code. We've got some of the lowest taxes we've had in 30 years in this country right now. And so moving some of that money from the pre-tax side of your life into a Roth may be a good opportunity so that if you have five years or more before you need to touch that money, well, guess what? Now you've got money that is lump summable. It's not that you can't cash in an IRA or take a huge chunk out of an IRA, but boy, is that going to hurt when it comes tax time. So we want to be able to be prepared for whatever lump sum expenses might be in our future, like building a home or something of that nature, by having Roth money. So when you think about those objectives, supplementing retirement income, lump sum, legacy, we know that the Roth really fits the lump sum and it fits the legacy. Now, what about the third kind of money? Now, this kind of money I know you have. Absolutely, 100%, I don't even need to know who you are. The reality is you have post-tax money in your life. That's the money that's in your checking account, your savings account. It's money you've already earned, you paid the income tax on, and it's principal. And here's the nice part about the post-tax money. Number one is that it is unlimited how much you can save. Where, say for instance, you can only save up to 30000 a year in a 401k and pre-tax or Roth money. Well, when it comes to lump sum money, 
the sky is the limit. You could save 100000 a year in post-tax money if you really wanted to. And the reality is that you also get to be taxed as you go. Now, that doesn't sound very fun, right? But it can be a benefit to you. And here's why. When we have post-tax money in our life and we set it aside for savings and for growth and for whatever objective we have in the future, there's two major benefits. The first is we're taxed as we go. This way, it's money that we're kind of being nickel and dimed on as the years go by. And not only that, but sometimes if we play our cards right, we can end up investing it and getting paid what's called qualified dividends, which means we'll pay less on tax on those dividends. That's an advantage. Number two, we can have what's called long-term capital gains taxes on that money. And that means that if we've made a gain and we've held that asset, whatever it is, whatever we chose to invest in longer than a year, when we sell it and we realize the gain, well, guess what? We're taxed at a lower rate. We could be, say, in the 22% bracket, but we're only taxed 15%. If we're in the 12, well, we get even more. We're taxed at zero on a federal basis. So the reality is that when we think about post-tax money, the way that it's taxed, the fact that we can save as much as we want, well, that money can be a serious advantage to us in the lump sum prioritization category, or it could also be legacy. Now, why would it be legacy? Wouldn't our kids have to pay a whole bunch of tax on that? Well, they might, but then again, they might not. Because you see, depending upon what you invest post-tax money in, let's say that you put part of that post-tax money into a stock, okay, or a brokerage account with multiple stocks, and you own that account, you own that money in that account for years. It could be a decade or more. And let's say all of a sudden you passed. Well, as things stand today, there's likely to be what's called a step-up in basis. And that means that if you invested $100,000 of post-tax money and you died a decade later and it was now worth, say, 175000 well, guess what? You're going to be in a position where that 75000 though it would have been maybe taxable to you, is not going to be taxable to your family. So you see, when we think about our money, we want to look at our plan and we want to look at the kind of money that we're saving. And we want to be able to identify, is the money that I'm saving, are the instruments that I'm saving my money with, that I'm investing in, is it fulfilling my objective? Again, for instance, if your objective with your pre-tax money is income and you're, say, three years from retirement and you're still focused on risky, aggressive asset allocations and you've got lots of stocks and index funds in there and your objective is income, well, you're really asking for trouble. Why? Because you're taking on the risk of potentially losing if there was a pullback in the market. You're focused on growth, which means you're going to have very paltry dividends. And guess what? No one wants to have less income in retirement, right? Including you. And so if we have the majority of our retirement savings sitting in pre-tax accounts, we want to be objectively focusing on what that money is best suited for. And if it's income, I challenge you, do a risk analysis on your money. Figure out exactly how much in dividends and interest you're producing. Again, if you're not producing at least 5% net of fees, you need to 
tweak your plan. You need to objectively go back in and see if it needs to be retooled or if you need to make a change of advisors in order to make that happen. If you've got Roth money, great. Is it producing income for you? Income you could spend tax-free? Is it something that you want as a lump sum? Are you being aggressive enough with the Roth money? Maybe you don't have any Roth. Have you considered Roth conversions? All of these things are questions that you want to really think about. You want to have a second opinion on the plan that you have, making certain that it's not only right for today, but it's going to be the plan that gives you the retirement that you want tomorrow. So if some part of today's discussion really resonated with you, and you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you, do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step, reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. I'm Matthew Johnson. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Matthew Johnson.